tawo ya monjawo ile ile niteni tewo ya monjawo ile ile niteni tewo ya monjawo ile ile niteni tewo ya monjawo Feast day, everybody. Had to turn that on for a second. Um, beautiful feast day to all of you guys. Today is, as of this recording, is September the seventh, twenty twenty, and today, in the century of religion, today is also known um, as Yamaya's feast day, and. I am very excited. First of all, thank you everybody who reached out to me and indicated that you enjoyed the last episode um, where I did a formal meditation in Pisces, but then Yamaya came and she wanted to be a part of the energy. So I actually did the guided meditation with her um, and a lot, I got a lot of positive feedback for that and I feel very happy that a lot of you were very connected to that. So those of you who are now listening and now checking in and now getting into this, um, I do want you to go to the previous one, um, the one before, um, I believe it was episode 26. Um, I will check here very quickly as I speak. But I do thank each and every one of you for always coming out as always and supporting this podcast. It has been a beautiful journey so far and I thank you so much for that time um yes and to confirm that i found it it is episode 26 full moon in pisces a walk with yamaya so if you are way ahead as i put out these podcasts and you're now listening to this for the first time you could check out episode 26 but um funny enough oshun's feast day is tomorrow and i indicated in the last episode that i did wanted to come on here and do a kind of like a basic introduction because i am not an initiate of santeria or lakumi or ifa in any way um but i have been around afrocentric religions um for this segment of my life and i have grown a lot in the past 10 years um and i feel as though i have knowledge that can help someone out there i know that there are probably people out here who are probably very versed in the faith um so i am not going to go very deep because i don't want to overstep my boundaries but i will give those who've never heard of yamaya or oshun or any other religion this is in general plus more specific to this episode i'm i will give of my own experience in hopes that it helps somebody else so if you've never heard of yamaya or oshun or even if you've had, you can stick around and make sure I say the right thing. Um, but I do want to give you a little bit of what I do know. I will be looking at two websites, which I will put in the show notes when I'm all done. Um, the first one is org, And the second one, if you can hear me clicking in the background, is com, And these have been um, a good 
a good gateway for me to start to get a basic understanding obviously at some point in your own development spiritual development with these things you're going to have to come off of the internet and you're going to have to seek counsel with a babalo who will guide you and if you so desire become an initiate you will get a godparent who will guide you even further you know but this here is just to have an idea and for those who may be like oh i want to give an offering of thanks to these two deities on their feast day as i do every year um just to recognize their fulfillment within my life um and also to thank them for being there so without further ado um the first person i will speak on person the first deity i'm going to speak on is yamaya um and yamaya i'm speaking this information is coming from more of an afro-cuban perspective and not ifa specifically i mean ifa is the overall mother of all african um, religions as it was told to me by ifesi babalo um she indicated that on the podcast if you guys want to check her out you can go back and look for her interview it was a beautiful interview guys um but this is more from an afro-cuban perspective so i will start here um and hopefully if you are even more interested in going even more traditional within the ifa religion you can do your own research so yamaya also spelled well yamaya is spelled or is known to be spelled as y-e-m-a-y-a and there's an accent on the last a but it can also be spelled as yamoja which is y-e-m-o-j-a um and Yamaya is one of the most powerful Orishas in the Santeria religion and she is the mother of all living things. She rules over motherhood and owns all the waters of the earth. She gave birth to the stars, the moon, the sun, um, and most of the Orishas. Um, and Yamaya makes her residence in, in a life-giving portion of the ocean. Um, although they have said that some of her roads, which are kind of like, for want of a better word, hopefully not bastardizing, roads are like stories, maybe proverbs, but stories to help you have a clearer understanding. So there are many roads to all the Orisha because they have different lessons in which help us to remember how to live our lives in a more uplifting manner and outside of the ocean some of her roads can also be found in like lagoons and lakes in the forest and yamaya's ashe or her personality her energy is very nurturing protective and very fruitful and yamaya is just as much a loving mother orisha as she is very very fierce she is a warrior and that will go out of her way to kill anyone who threatens her children and her children are those who have been crowned with yamaya and as i continue to indicate to everybody that i speak to who has been coming to me oh how do you know if you are a child of orisha you can't just have a feeling like today i feel like oshun and i'm oshun you have to go and get a proper um reading from a respected babalo trained 
Babylon, who will give you, you will come to what they say, you will come to the mat. Arumala is the Orisha that you will speak to. And through divination, in their way, they will be able not only to give you a guided reading, but at some point, you will go through a ceremony and they will ask for the Orisha who is supposed to be with you at this time. Those of you who are not initiated like myself, Arumala, Oludumare, sorry guys, Oludumare is the Orisha that governs all heads. So it's like the supreme being, whatever God is, that is what God is called in Santeria, Oludumare. And he is the head for you until if you decide you want to go deeper into your path, the more potent understanding of how you should live your life with your own ashe, your own energy, and how that connects to the universe. Hopefully I am saying this correctly um, and guiding you in the most basic form. Um, okay, so more information on Yamaya. Um, Yamaya can be found in all waters of the world. And because of this, she has many aspects or caminos, roads, as I um, indicated just now. And they all reflect the nature of different bodies of water. And she, like her sister Oshun, carries the experiences of womanhood within her roads, within her caminos. And, and contrary to popular belief, she is not just a loving mother. Some of Yamaya's caminos are fierce warriors who fight with sabers and machetes and bathe in the blood of the fallen enemies. Um, other roads are very masterful um, diviners that have been through marriage, divorce, and back again. Some roads of Yamaya have been rape survivors, while other roads um, might have a betrayal um, by her sisters out of jealousy and spite. So no matter what Camino of Yamaya, whatever road, whatever lesson, all are powerful female Orishas um, in whatever aspect they are presented and they are fiercely protective mothers and I'm going to come down and tell you a little story of how I actually, I guess my own journey with Orishas in general, Santeria faith, Ifa faith in general and those who listen and know me in person know that I am also a actress and a performer by profession so my first set of training came from an afrocentric teacher sonia williams who who hopefully will be on this podcast in the next season um she taught me a lot about africanness not that i didn't know because there were bits and pieces within my family even though they were very anglican but there were a lot of different things within my family that I didn't do because of the stigma and the demonization of African religion. So things like meditation was cool, but putting up an altar to a deity that was not of our religion was looking was looked upon as something as bad. So there were limits to how far I could have gone and going through theater and African theater and ritual theater because that is what we were taught. A lot of eyebrows were raised when Sonia was teaching us certain things. 
as I tell all the new listeners out there, I am not American. I is a Bajan. I'm from Barbados. My accent, I try to keep very, very clean on this podcast so you can understand what I'm saying. But for the most part, I try to speak standard English so you can understand me. Um, when I get more relaxed, things tend to slip out. So going through that process of learning about African religion and what my ancestors been through and how it is represented for me was very important and I remember the play that we studied so hard for it was actually a musical theater piece but it was filled with a lot of Afro-Cuban layers and we were all Yamaya it was called The Seven Tonalities of Blue and Sonia was the main director and the emerging writer for the piece and then we had a beautiful Afro-Cuban artist by the name of Leandro Soto and he came and gave of his information about what Santeria was what the who the Orishas were and more specifically Yamaya and I kid you not going through that entire process because I find as an actor you are a lot more open and respectful to people's journeys when you have to walk literally in their shoes on stage going through that process and learning about Yamaya I was astounded I was absolutely amazed by who she was and what she represented and I was so happy to have learned so much about her and not only her but Ilegua as well because Ilegua you can't you can't call upon a Orisha without Ilegua Ilegua Ilegba um different pronunciations he is the gatekeeper without Ilegua you cannot go through any door to see anyone you call Ilegua for to open the doors to go see your ancestors and to close the door behind you because if you open the door and the God spirits can't treat you better shut back your door you don't know who coming for you um, within every Afrocentric religion within every Afrocentric piece I have done I have always called for Elegba to come and ask him to open the door and to protect me until I meet who I need to meet and to close the door behind me when the ritual or the visit is through so there I did a couple pictures a couple years ago on my Instagram page and I post it and I repost it every year so if you're listening to this you do want to go and <laughs> be inquisitive uh, go and take a peek at those pictures they'll be up today on my Instagram um, as my tribute to Yamaya um now also today why i pushed and did this because i could have left this open and, and talked about these two beautiful orishas at another day but today something is urging me to do this podcast episode i don't know if somebody out there would like to just give reverence to the day but i've decided that I, i'm going to be very late for work i don't care um i'm going to put this out there um if you want to venerate yamaya in your own way you don't have to be initiated i mean things will not be consecrated by a priest or a babala or whatever um 
but the energy and the intention of what you are doing is just as important and the universe spirit god sees all things knows all things and they see inside your heart so if you know that even though you might not be an initiate please know that you can still venerate these beautiful deities who are a part of your life in some way um form or fashion um so little things you should know symbols numbers colors and attributes to yamaya so yamaya's number is the number seven and her sacred place in nature is the ocean as said before at the top it can also be with lagoons and lakes and her colors are usually like clear transparent people would say white but it's clear um as well as blue to represent the sea so you might see people wearing ilekis which are beaded necklaces around their neck some wear them around their wrist around their wrist but mostly around their neck and you would get seven of those if you are crowned with yamaya and they are different they're like alternating colors so you have seven clear seven white um and you will be crowned with that orisha if you have like an altar for example and or you want to create an altar in respect for the energy of yamaya you can put things such as um symbols of oars or a boat steering wheel you could put an anchor um machete because in the in the play that i did there was a road that was represented by one of yamaya's traits and the actress carried a machete in her hand mine was more about the ocean very loving but at the same time i was ready to fight because i talked about water and engulfing people and killing them that's another story <laughs> um, and it was a whole poem that i did it was beautiful um you can also um it says here on the website something about a skimitar i don't know what that is but you could probably google it for my one part what i tend to do is that i will put um a yamaya candle which you can probably find from a botanical or a spiritual shop if you have one if you don't you can get a blue candle um i did that a year and what i placed was seven candles um and they were tea lights you don't have to go very very ridiculous i put up seven tea lights i put up a bowl of water um they were tiny little shot glasses i had so i was able to put seven glasses of water as well um i did have a picture representing yamaya um i had some seashells and sea glass i mean it's barbados so i could get those anywhere i went to the beach and got sand anything that was beach just let my intuition be my guide and i put them on the altar and of course the everlasting white frangipani i don't know why i love frangipanis very much second favorite flower first favorite is sunflowers but i have frangipanis out there actually today that i'm supposed to pick for her so later on when i come back in and i'm not as rushed i will put up my altar for yamaya 
today and sing to her and there's some beautiful songs on youtube as well that you can use that can get you into the mood and you can also find translations if that is what you prefer if you like to know what you're singing they have some translations online as well just as always guys do your research um do i need to add anything else they have offerings here that you can give to yamaya as well um you can have watermelon is a very big one so what i have done in the past is that i had watermelon that was cut up and i put my white flowers on like i took a palm tree and i kind of like made a boat so that the ocean isn't contaminated with plastic what remember whatever you give make sure that it is biodegradable guys please 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 it's very important that you do this that's the whole reason for venerating um yamaya um but i did get a palm leaf and i <laughs> structured somehow a boat and it had in the watermelon and my flowers and i went inside to the water and i gave um the ocean and she took it and you can tell when the ocean takes it by how if if the if the offering is left on the shore you will know that it wasn't taken that's what was told to me um and if it is taken well you'll you'll know you'll know the difference you might have to give it a little bit of time because the ocean might you might not be too far out you might be too close to the shore and it might not be able to reach for it so you might see it throwing it back but taking it up that doesn't necessarily mean it hasn't taken it so try to get as deep into the water as you can um wherever applicable <laughs> um yeah so i think i think that's it for yamaya right now i'm just gonna go over very very quickly now to oshun and oshun's feast day is the day after september the 8th and those of you who have been listening for a very long time know of my story of the three goddesses um which was oya oshun and yamaya and i did a very open talk about my aunt's transition in episode 16 so if you want to go and check that out feel free to do so um i literally met them during when i was taking care of my aunt via just seeing them because i see i have a an ability to see things and <laughs> people and things um i did see them uh, when my aunt was crossing over last year in different ways in different forms and i explained what occurred throughout her transition and oshun was a really big part of my of my aunt's transition because she passed on oshun's feast day which is tomorrow and it was heavy but yes it was late because me and my and i say my aunt but she was my great aunt but we were closer than just a great aunt and great niece um it's a caribbean thing my aunt was not close to me in the beginning but i guess colon cancer really 
made us understand what was important and the squabbling and generational curse that was in between us was healed so I was very happy never would I have thought that I would have missed my aunt I really we we really did come a long way and we were able to heal and it made me feel very very happy very sad because it's not it wasn't a fair thing to watch it wasn't a fair thing to take care of and being helpless to someone who's also helpless that you feel that you're very lost and you don't know what to do to get this person not to feel pain you know and Oshun was the only or the ending solace I should say because Yamaya and Oya were there but Oshun was a very helpful solace to what occurred um, with us as a family so episode 16 I'm not going to open up on that Um, so very quickly back to the santeriachurch.org um, Oshun which is O-S-H-U-N also spelled Ochun O-C-H-U-N the U has an accent um, or even O-X-U-M is the youngest of the Orishas and probably the most popular in the Santeria religion and she was the last Orisha born in the world out of Olodumare's love for creation remember Olodumare is the head Orisha of of all things um, and she is the Orisha of love and beauty and femininity and sensuality which leads many people um, to compare her to like Venus or Aphrodite but we talk about African religion not Greek religion so back to Osho um, such a comparison is short-sighted however because Oshun is vast and powerful and she's actually the full breath of womanhood from the young enthusiastic um, that flirts with boys to the old matriarch that sits in a rocking chair hard of hearing reminiscing on her youth you know you got that grandmother that always got this I don't know I don't know if you guys ever experienced this but I've had a few grandmothers a few female elders who seem very demure in their in their stink right now in, in this segment of their life but every now and again they turn up and they, they explain some shit that went down when they were younger and you're like what the fuck granny what are you saying <laughs> I always remember my grandmother telling me don't forget I was young too I was like oh yes it is true she say all old people wasn't born old we the young too <laughs> it's very true so um, I, I always try to remember that when I work with Oshun that she's not only just the young but she's also the mature and wise and older women I think get a bad rap for wanting to be sensual because if your mother or grandmother is like oh well your honey pot quote unquote is dead you don't have any dealings with that not knowing that that is your life source you know um, so Oshun also makes her residence in the rivers of the world and 
hers is the power of sweetness in life and all things that make life worth living now i'm going to go on a limb and tell you a fataki a camino a road story um yamaya is the mother of all water and oshun actually got something happened between beautiful thing happened with oshun and yamaya i cannot remember it specifically but the reason why oshun has rivers is because rivers and sweet water is because of yamaya yamaya loved her so much that she gave her um the rivers so that they will always be connected so they say that anytime you see a river and an ocean together it's Oshun and Yamaya living in harmony and I always remember that I'm tearing up as I say it's such a beautiful beautiful thing I can't remember I wish I remember what it was but if you google it you should be able to find it um so it says here also that Oshun represents all the phases of a woman's life and her worship was popular in Africa and because of this she has many roles or caminas as well each encapsulated a different aspect of her persona um she's often depicted as a beautiful mixed race woman with long hair carrying a fan and a mirror reflecting her connections with beauty and femininity she is a savvy diviner so that means that she does a lot of divination she got that from arumala uh, arumala is who you go to as i said earlier to get a reading um, for him to see your past present and future all at the same time and give you information on how you can become a better person and she is also schooled in the 16 major odus of the dilogun and she is or rather was um, the wife of arumala so that's how she was able to do divination and she was also a powerful sorceress so she used to weave spells and intoxicate her lovers <laughs> Uh, Oshun is wild and she has a special relationship with the sacred Anna drums and dances to forget her sorrows. Um, she's very giving and very protective for those who love and respect her, but she's very quick to turn sorrow against humanity when she's offended. So there's also a story with Oshun where everybody thought and everybody meaning the Arisha thought that Oshun is small she doesn't have a lot of power she's not like us you know very well established what can you do and she was like oh you don't want me here fine sweet girl pick up things and roll out she pick up she bag she pick up she things she pick up she mirror she pick up she dress and she was like all right I can chat y'all later and that was it the rivers dried up there was no fresh water to drink love did not exist and everything just went wrong the sweetness of life was wrong there was no bliss anywhere and everybody was very miserable and sad and angry and they had to find said Oshun to make the world better again and she that's just one of the ways she established her power there are many many others um like the vulture story if you can do google um why the the vulture is very important to her it's a beautiful story tragic but beautiful at the same time so you can check that out if you're also interested um try not to lose 
too much of what is here. Um, so Oshun is also the mother of Ibei, which are divine twins who are fathered by Chango. Chango is the Orisha of the drum and thunder. So think of Thor, but black. I got more energy. The little shade, but not really. <laughs> um, um, however, as it is written here, she kicked them out of her house where she was accused of being a witch as she was the first woman to give birth to twins. So Oya took the Ibei in and raised them. Some say that Yamaya took the men as well and raised them. But later she lost everything and found herself very destitute. Um, and she mothered her children um, and another son called Aidiu. Hopefully I'm saying this correctly. Who was a son born after the Ibei, the twins, given to her by Olufi to restore Oshun's lost blessings. And Oshu is one of the four pillars of Santeria along with Obatala. Obatala is amazing. Um, but along with Obatala, Yamaya, and Chango. And as such, every Orisha that is, or sorry, Orisha that is initiated in Santeria will receive her shrine in their initiation, whether they are her child or not, because Oshun is probably the most popular Orisha in the Santeria because of her willingness to help those seeking love. If you are um, trying to get pregnant, you go to her to get um, pregnant. She loves little children, and of course, she loves money. And Oshun is very generous to those who love and respect her. So, very quickly, um, as my time draws nigh, symbols, numbers, colors, and attributes of Oshun. Her number is five. Her sacred place in nature is the river. Uh, her colors are gold, yellow, amber, coral. Um, some some roads say she doesn't like yellow very much because remember, because it reminds her of when she was very poor, because Yamaya, um, when she was poor, only had one dress which was white, and she would continuously wash it all the time, and it started to turn a yellow hue, and that is how her dress actually became yellow. She's also, um, the goddess of wealth. When you want money, you go to Oshun. Um, you ask her for abundance for financial purposes um, or just abundance in general in love and, and happiness you know but money is usually a big thing with her um, offerings for Oshun she has a taste for sweet things and she prefers refined treats like honey and pastries and cakes and some followers of Santeria offer her champagne or sparkling wine Oshun also eats castrated goat, hens, pigeons, and guinea hen. And on the rare occasion, she also enjoys eating pheasants. Um, it's also said here that all offerings for Oshun should be marked through divination um, for best results. So it's best to give these offerings to these deities via a divination most of the time. Um, if you want to do something out of the love of your heart, as I have been doing, and this is what this episode is all about, just the love for um, the Orisha and showing your love for them, um, there is no reason why you can't 
put forward some of these things for them. I also want to mention here some stuff that I also learned outside of the honey um, and the candles and, and stuff like that that you can put down for Oshun. Um, yes, we we can use honey. We can use um, your candles and stuff like that. But also be aware of things. She also likes cinnamon. This is for Oshun. She also likes cinnamon as well as a scent. So if you want to maybe put some cinnamon sticks on an altar or an offering for her, you can do that. Um, as well as oranges. Preferably five oranges. And I've seen pumpkin as well. And you can also put five coins for her on the altar as well. Um, five gold coins. Um, for Yamaya, I forgot to mention, so just there's a footnote. Um, for Yamaya, you can put seven silver um, coins for her, whether you're giving it to the ocean or when you're putting it on your altar. Her color is, or rather, her metal is silver. Ocean. Yamaya that is so you can pay attention to that on the flip side for Oshun she also likes outside of gold you can put copper and brass as well so or any like things like a bell golden bell or of course a mirror must be there um I do have a friend of mine who has who works in the beauty industry and she has her Oshun altar set up in her beauty space because that's where Oshun also likes to be she likes to be around beauty and pampering and feeling good about yourself now what I will tell you guys is that no matter what time you hear this um, if it's on the feast day just before or just after know that with any deity do all things with reverence and respect um, there is no reason why you shouldn't do the things that you do because as I said before the universe and the divine knows your true intention and will accept if you just quote unquote visit them you know just it's always nice <laughs> My aunt always used to say, it's always nice not to be asked a favor. It's nice to be remembered. It's nice to be, you know, loved. Shout out your friend whenever you need them. Same goes for the divine. Don't always be asking, asking, asking. Sometimes it's good to say thank you for being here and helping me and helping us be fulfilled and be lifted in whatever we do. I don't think I mentioned it and I think I'm going to mention it here as well. Whereas for the honey, um, always taste it before you put it on Oshun's altar. Because in one of the stories given, Oshun loved sweetness but she was poisoned via the honey. And she doesn't take it if it's not tasted so if you're gonna put honey on your altar just dab a bit on your finger put it on your tongue just to show her that it is not poisoned and you can place it on the altar i forgot to tell you guys that um all in all there's a lot of 
water happening right now at the beginning of September for Yamaya's and Oshun's feast days. Um, I want you guys to also look at water not only in the forms of Yamaya, Oshun, but water as water and how important water is. You always hear water ain't got an enemy, you know? So water is life, water cleanses, water purifies, water consecrates. And there, if you want to come out of the spirituality concept or conversation for like a split second, there have been many tests, experiments done on water. And I knew about this when I was a child growing up because, like I said, there's a level in my <laughs> there's a level to my spirituality that I had long way before I knew what I was doing and being in the Caribbean you see things that other people who I'm trying to word this right being from the Caribbean there are things that are done that aren't ne aren't necessarily done in different spaces around the world I don't know if it's because we have a closer connection to our ancestors maybe maybe not I don't know but there were just things that I saw I remember a babalo um, here in Barbados he's actually from originated from Cuba but he's been living here all his life um, he said you know there are a lot of Barbadians practicing Christianity and it's not Christianity I didn't understand him at the time this was way about when Adam was a lad as we say um and now looking back, retrospect, getting a higher spiritual education and, and just developing as a person, looking back, now I understand what he means because there were things said and done in my household that were under the guise of Christianity. But now that I know better, the origin of that is not Christianity, but, you know, and and all of that conversation as well comes under the Afro-Cuban space practicing Santeria how you had to call um, Oshun for instance you had to practice Catholicism is that the word? Um, you had to be Catholic and Oshun was under the, the deity of um, the Lady of Charity, the Saint, sorry, um, under the la the the Lady of Charity, but it was actually Oshun, so you had to hide and do things and cover them up, so that you can still work in plain sight. And I think that that was a big part of what happened to me when I was growing up with certain things that I saw and probably have done within my home um, and friends too. A lot of us Caribbean children no like if we if we are now afrocentric there are just things that have happened that we know looking back wasn't actually christian but nobody was willing to accept or admit that it wasn't it was just easier or it was filtered through the guise of christianity but anyhow um water that was where i was going with this water always remember to go and do your your research there has been a lot of research 
um, done on water. I had a spiritual teacher as well who spoke about water when I was very, very young in single digits. And I was learning about meditation and sending healing to people. Um, and I have that gift. It's just that I didn't know what it was. Um, and it was amplified by learning Reiki. Um, so the only person that I actually knew who said it out loud on uh, a platform that I was aware of was Amber Khan. If you know of her, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you can check out the Quietest Revolution podcast with Amber Khan. She's also a tarot card um, reader like myself, um, but she is more mainstream now. And she does like the 12 readings of the Zodiac and gets really cool. She's really cool people. You should go check her out. Um, But she was the only person that I ever heard speak about water and what water is and what it was, how it is represented in science. Um, Like backing up spirituality with science. Not that you need to, but sometimes you have to for some people. And there was a Japanese scientist who did all of these different things with water and how you spoke to water and how the molecules change for example if you said that it was ugly or whatever the the molecules in the water would change and would look very deformed if you screamed at it shout at it and be very negative the vibration of you changed the molecule of the water and when you spoke beautifully to it it looked amazing it was a lot more intricate um, almost or rather was sacred geometry um, I saw that too with like apples being done on fruit you had two good apples and you said all the nasty bad things to this apple over and over again and you took the other apple and you said how beautiful it was how yummy it was and give it all the good yummy feelings and then when you cut it open the apple that you spoke bad to was black like your shoes and rotten and when you cut open the good one it was fully intact um i think some actually ripened better by doing that that's why they also say you should talk to plants vibration and they say that water holds memory that's why when you drink your water you must mindfully remember that it's going into your body And you should either say a prayer or acknowledge it for coming into your body to raise its vibration. When you go into your shower, be conscious of how you take your shower. Allow the water to encapsulate you as it bursts on your skin. These little things. Um, So the representation coming full circle with Yamaya and Oshun is all about that. Letting that energy of them burst on your skin and allowing them to be a part of you in every way possible in your livelihood in how you interact with people to the literal when you have to drink it not necessarily salt water but you get the point um you can also put water in containers copper containers now i have two copper cups that i was out there looking for it because a lot of people were telling me oh don't put your water in copper because you'll get sick and blah 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 but i'm seeing more and more people 
um, explaining the intricacies of it maybe I will talk to you guys about that at another time but putting water in a copper vessel has always been something that my family has done and wearing copper bangles and when the bangle turns you just sit down and clean it with ketchup I used to see my grand doing that all the time sit down watching golden girls and she would have like this little tot of ketchup and an old rag and she cleaning this copper bangle on her hand I'm like what are you doing she's like no I'm cleaning off the energy he's like oh well, 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 well all right cool <laughs> um but those are just some of the little traits that I have seen I mean there are thousands more but it is a podcast and we do a little bit at a time guys don't feel pressured about if you need to go and get these altars done on these days if you're not an initiate initiate if you're not in initiated um i think that if you are initiated you would have known and you would have prepared um <laughs> if you're not you're just doing this out of the kindness of your heart the simplest thing as much as taking time out to relax and think about the energies of both and going to them and just saying thank you you can start there don't overuse the overuse of spiritual tools i did i think two episodes of that on this podcast you can check that out but i'm saying that not that we don't want to use tools but don't get obsessed with getting the perfect thing if you don't really need to if you get what i'm saying we spend all this money for all these different things overusing things like sage and whatnot because it's now mainstream yes they are extremely powerful but you must know what you're doing as well and not to to rape the environment that these things come from and just be aware same thing for crystals i always tell people start with water first when you want to clear your your home people are like florida water which is great or any other um cleansing solution but i always start with water if i am dead ass broke and i have been i have prayed over water i told it thank you for coming into this space and allowing me to use its energy to remove and to cleanse i literally put clean clear water prayed over in a beautiful spray bottle and i misted the space and it was beautiful it it lifted the vibration of the room so there's always something you can do if you are hard up for cash you know um let your intuition be your guide at this time and yeah just just carry on if you have any further questions i know that it was a lot for um a basic um introduction for those who have no idea what i'm talking about but i try to give as much as i could right now for this episode if there is more information i am willing and i am allowed or guided to share i'll do so at another time or if you guys want to send me an email with any questions not only on this episode but anything really that you would like me to talk about or bring somebody on who specializes in whatever because i learn as well um just send an email to the afro fairy goddess podcast at gmail.com 
and if you are interested in getting a tarot card reading or an oracle card reading i also do that as well and i also do distance reiki healing so you can send me an email um where that is concerned as well and we can have a consultation and we'll go from there also if you want to support the podcast um not from a monetary perspective please do leave a five star rating and a comment rank and rate five stars on the apple app or Castbox or spotify or stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcast i really really appreciate it because i realize that there are a lot of us out there who are looking for sisterhood i know guys listen to this podcast (laughs) so it's more than just sisterhood but a lot of black women need sisterhood sisterhood is important um fitting that the sisters yamaya oshun are the stars of this episode but we need sisterhood in our lives and the more i get confident and put myself out there (laughs) um a lot of people will come to me and either ask me questions about things that i do know or i will direct them to pertinent people that can help them out um it's it's been an interesting couple of days since that last episode with the water meditation i might change the title i don't know but the one previously with the full moon in pisces meditation where we all met yamaya um if you are hard up to get to the beach i do encourage you to do that meditation i've had some great feedback and to be quite honest i'm pretty proud of myself to get that soundscape up and to guide you through in a beautiful way so i thank yamaya for allowing me to do that for her so i think right now i'm going to end this podcast right here you can stay tuned for an upcoming i'm gonna do it two nights self i don't care how tired i am i'm i need to do the the meditation as promised for oshun and i know exactly where she wants me to go for her so that will be my offering um to you guys again as well as oshun and i'm gonna um now i'm not gonna tell you got you for that but it will be released on september the 8th her feast day and i will hopefully um get you to a space the same way or similarly the way how i did with you yeah so check that out and then i'll be back one last time for this season just to wrap up and go through some of the things that have happened i'm gonna take a break then we are into season is it five i think i'm in season almost into season five i never thought that this podcast would have grown this much and it's because of you guys so thank you for listening all right i have some stuff to do today inclusive of beautiful yamaya and hanging out with her later on this evening like i said if you can't get to a beach listen to some meditations that i did go on youtube listen to some of her songs and just embrace the idea of yamaya around you and um, i'm gonna see you guys very very soon i am the afro fairy goddess reminding you to always believe in your magic see you next episode 
Hey, you've been listening to the Afro Fairy Goddess Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Do you have a question you want to ask, a topic you want me to touch on, or do you want to get on the show? Then follow this podcast and email me at the Afro Fairy Goddess Podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on IG at the Afro Fairy Goddess Podcast. I am your host, Empress Zinga, reminding you to always believe in your magic.